On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Josh Robbins about how he started Vault Promotions and why he's a crazy Browns fan. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, once again, and joining me today is a good buddy of mine, Josh Robbins. He's the owner of Vault Promotions. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. How you doing, Kirby? I am doing fantastic. I'm fantastic, and I'm excited to... uh, to see you again. Obviously, we just uh, were on a trip out in San Diego not too long ago, and so it was, we were, it was yeah. fun time. Fun time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when we were out there, you were sort of telling me a story, and it, it, it's one of those stories that starts like a lot of stories in our industry, and in that you were working for one company, that company was acquired, and yep. you know, I think there's a bunch of ways that you can react when that happens. Um, talk yes, to definitely. Me, yeah, right. So, talk to me about what kind of what happened next for you. Well, you know, I mean, it was a it was kind of a crazy time, a little bit surreal. Um, And I sort of I have to give you a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. to kind of put you, you know, where my head was at the time. So I had found this group that I was working for inside the industry just kind of as an accident. You know, before that, I had sold phones for a company and they were acquired two or three times. So I went through some acquisitions uh, and just hated it. So then I ended up working for a portrait studio. I was chasing kids around, you know, taking family portraits. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome because photography is also a passion of mine. So I was like, okay, this is great. I've got a staff under me. You know, this I'm, I'm a person here. And I remember coming in and, uh, there was a dumpster sitting outside of our studio. And I was like, that's weird. What is that? And I come in and there's, yeah, we're shutting you down. You're going to have to lay off the staff tomorrow. So I was, I had to lay off, you know, 15, 20 people the very next day. And I was like, dude, this is brutal. So I made it a point. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a mom and pop place. I don't care what it is. I just want it to be family owned. And so that's kind of when I stumbled into the industry. And so found this nice little family owned company. We're making name badges of all things, which, you know, sucked for the first couple of weeks. I I don't know if I can do this, but but then I saw the industry and it was cool. Uh, And so when I got the phone call, I was actually on vacation. Uh, I remember exactly where I was standing. It's a place that my wife and I go to all the time down in Florida. And we still visit it. And I'm, I walk by the patio and I'm like, yep, that's where it started. Uh, <laughs> but I got a phone call right there uh, and letting us know that, you know, the, the company was being sold. Would I have any interest in moving to, you know, to, to where they were relocating the company and that everybody else was getting laid off? And I was just, just blown away, you know. Mm. So you've got everything running through your mind. But more than anything, it was kind of anger. You know, mm. it was just, gosh, I am so sick of this. Uh, So I think that was a driving factor as I'm talking it over because, you know, obviously it's a family decision and there's lots of things running through your mind. Do I play it safe? You know, there's a couple suppliers that were around the Nashville area and a couple distributors. I'm like, I can stay in the industry. And I interviewed and and did a couple of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess what struck me was I needed to be in control of the next situation. You know, I I didn't want to find myself just being a a part of a numbers game. Um, And then second of all, I was only at that company for about five years when this happened. Right. Um, but there were guys that were there for, you know, 15 years, 20 years. Like there's the kind of experience that you just can't replace. Right. And I thought it would be a disservice not only to them, but really to the industry if we didn't put that back to work. You know, you just can't find experience like that. Um, you know, I read something and it was, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, people are the most important thing. You know, find the people and then your business model and your products will come afterwards, you know, just find the right people. And so that really struck me. 
Uh, and so we just kind of went for it. You know, I said, okay, at a time when you're laid off and you should be saving money, we're going to be blowing it. <laughs> Let's spend our <laughs> savings, you know? So, and my poor guys in the back, man, I mean, you want to talk about bootstrapping an operation? This yeah. was bootstrapped, you know, because we paid cash for everything. If we couldn't afford it with cash, we didn't buy it. I didn't want to be in debt. And so we're talking about some rudimentary equipment, you know, and if, if a badge order came through for 5,000 badges and they had rounded corners, somebody is, you know, manually rounding each one of those corners. And so God bless them. They stuck with it and, and you know, they were awesome. And, you know, now we're great. You know, we've got all <laughs> kinds of backup equipment. We got automated everything. So now now it's golden. But at the beginning, it wasn't. But it, it, it's a scary decision. But I think it all boils down to just betting on yourself and saying, you know what, the next time that something bad happens, it's either going to be because I caused it or I can't be mad at anybody else when it does happen. Yeah, you know? no, it's a, that's amazing. I, I, I love giving the backstory too. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in that moment, like striking out is a pretty bold move. Um, just like you were saying, like you're betting everything. So I'm, I'm always curious about that because I think when you start a business, I always think there's that blind optimism that it's going to be amazing. And many times there are a lot of things that, that are amazing, but what, sure. what has learned, what have you learned that has surprised you? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I ever doubted that we would be successful. I mean, it, it you know, it's, it's hard and you're, you know, you're, you're very um, conscious about trying to make sure that you do it right. And as you add employees, that's kind of added weight, I, I guess, maybe that, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for, um, you know, you sort of feel like you're taking on their families a little bit as well, 100%. but you know, honestly, it was kind of, um, I thought when I started the business, it was going to be pedal to the metal, you know, mm. go, 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 go. We're going to blow this thing out. We're going to sell badges everywhere. And I've really found that it's been the total opposite. You know, it's been slow down, pump the brakes, kid. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're moving too fast. You're growing too fast. So we want to be intentional about how we grow mm. because one of the things that separates us from anybody else is the level of service. And I know that's such a cliche thing to say. And, <laughs> you know, oh, we give great service. No, we have to give great service because, you know, our item line is a little tough to sell. Um, and so that's really important to us. And, and I kind of, you know, we, we approached it a little bit different. Instead of just email blasting everybody and instead of going to every trade show and scanning every badge that we can, you know, we're kind of, we, we focus in on who we want to do business with mm. and we try to pick our partners a little bit, uh, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's kind of like I compare it to going to a job fair. You know, if you went to a job fair and every single person that came by you, would you hire them to be on your sales team? No, of course not. You know, you would pick the most qualified people. Well, distributors are our sales team. So, you know, why would you just get anybody out there and spin your wheels servicing them when you've got really good partners that you could be taking care of? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're, we really kind of find the right partners to build our team, you know? Um, That's super so, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's sort of, you don't want to stunt growth, you know? So, I mean, it's a fine line that you have to walk, but you also want to put your energies and your time and your money into people that will reciprocate, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to balance that. And sometimes things can get a little bit out of hand and there's just growth that you can't control. Um, and, and so you just deal with it the best that you can. Um, you know, and then it's also, I found that I'm not selling products, you know, this is in, and in this industry, that's absurd to say because mm -hmm. everything is a product, but you know, I really don't sell products. You know, I, I sell name badges. Everybody knows what a name badge is. Right. You don't have to sell this stuff. Like people know it. It's not like we've got some left-handed potato peeler with a USB plug and you're, you know, trying to explain why you need it. You know, it's like, no, people know what this is, you know, so That's we're great. not selling the product. We're selling, you know, business 101. You sell yourself, right? right. So 
we're selling ourselves, we're selling our company, and we're selling a way to move the product. That's our goal is, you know, can we build something and make it better than what they're, you know, what people are used to right now. So we sell our program. That's what we, I'll make you any badge you want. We sell a program. That's what we're after. So I think, you know, coming in, you think that you're going to sell product and you're just going to be pedal to the metal, but it's, it's, it's a little more strategic, you know? No, that that actually makes a ton of sense. And, um, that's super insightful. So final question for you, buddy. I know you're a big sports fan. Um, (laughs) so do you think having passions like sports can actually help you in business? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, uh, (laughs) yes, I am a sports fan. Yes. But I'm not like crazy over the top sports fan, even though it may seem that way. You know, I think like especially in social media, you know, a lot of our contact is done on social media. Yeah. Like I knew you from social before I ever met you. Yep. And I'm sure that if I would have asked you blindly, hey, this Josh Robbins guy that you only know online, what do you know about him? You know, and so and I actually I did that. I asked somebody, one of my one of my relatives. And I said, look, if you just didn't know me and you looked at, you know, it, you know, but just what you do know of me, what would you say that I represent? Like, what are the top three or four things that I represent? And they and they said uh, badges, browns, uh, and barbecue. You know, and I was like, perfect. That's what I. That's what you need to focus on because it is authentic. I am a fan of being authentic. I'm not saying that you should build this character online, but you know, you have to sort of be intentional mm. about being memorable. Yeah. You know, and so. I really do kind of focus on that. If you go on my feed, you're going to see a lot of barbecue. You're going to see a lot of browns and you're going to see some badges. <laughs> but, you know, if, if people can remember you for that, it's the little quirks, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if they feel like they know you, then they can feel like they trust you. And if they feel like they trust you, they're going to buy from you. You know, people buy from people they trust, period. Yeah. So any way that you can sort of establish that connection, it's great. Um, and then it also is just an easy icebreaker. You know, I mean, well, that's about this- to say, yeah, because I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, they do buy from people they like or they know and they trust. But by just giving them something that they can say, open the conversation, say, so you're a big Browns fan or you're a runner or you're a yeah, whatever. It, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, does it get any easier? You know, it's like you don't have to talk about the weather outside. It's like, oh, how about the Browns? You know, last week, like, oh, yeah, they were awesome. So, so <laughs> yeah, week. I mean, I, I think that um, I think the key, though, is it's, it's fine to be passionate and it's fine to be authentic. Be intentional. You know, so and, and and that's that's something that I think can get lost sometimes. So, hundred percent agree with that. All right, cool, man. You've you've answered my three questions. Uh, do you have a question for me? I do. Okay. Do you think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I would I would yeah. love that, but no. Okay, so I've got it's kind of a, a twofer here. So okay. if Kirby in 2019 could go back to Kirby 2009. So you could go back 10 years in the past mm-hmm. and you could tell yourself one thing that you think Kirby in 2009 needs to know, one in business and then one in personal life. Hmm, wow. What okay. would that be? That's a great question. Never been asked this. Okay, so <laughs> I, so one of the things that I, I always wish, I think people view the amount of content that we create as a lot. Right, like whether it's through video and blogs and all that stuff. Um, yeah. In 2009, I would have started that more consistently earlier. I would have been earlier to YouTube. I would have been earlier to blogging. I would have done what I did in the last two or three years. I would have done that in 2009 and right. bid one of the first movers 
in that. It was the right move that I did. I just wish I'd have done it five to 10 years earlier. Sure. Um, right. Because I think at the end of the day right now, attention truly is one of the most valuable things we have and the hardest to garner. And yeah. if you could have, if I could have built that audience even five years earlier, it would have helped my business. Um, sure. So that's, that's the first one. Personal, I think one of the things I'm probably most proud of, uh, I was just talking about this the other day, is that Amy and I, my wife and I, have done a pretty good job of living in the is. We live in the moment that we were in. We don't necessarily, aren't nostalgic about five to 10 years ago. We're not yeah. looking forward to five to 10 years from now. Yeah. But in that moment, 10 years ago, my kids would have still been home. You know, that's the moment where you say, just continue to focus on that. Continue right, to focus yeah. on the on the is because- Be present. Yeah, right. just be present. And I think though I did an I'm proud of how we did. I think that yeah. that's something that I could have always done better. Totally. It, it, I mean, it's funny. That would be my exact answer as well. Like, <laughs> I, I would tell young Josh, like, dude, be present. Yeah. You know, that's quit good. looking ahead. Just be present. I think that's awesome. Yep. You got Thanks, it. Buddy. Well, cool. Josh, thank you so much for taking the time. We'll have to do it course, again, man. okay? Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We will see you next time. What's up?